This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. My name is George Denain and I'm here on the Big Scuba podcast talking about um, diving and caving and cave diving with Gemma and Ian. to the Big Scooper podcast. We are your hosts, Gemma and Ian. Before we get cracking with today's episode, we just want to make sure you have hit that follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what platform you are listening on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy what you're going to hear today, we would really appreciate it if you can leave a review and a five-star rating. So now that's out of the way, we just want to say welcome and thank you for all tuning in. And now it's time to dive into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. Thanks for downloading this episode. My name's Ian, I'm one of the co-hosts and with me is... Gemma, hello everyone. The other part of the operation, yes. Hello and uh, well, it's Sunday and we're recording. It's beautiful outside, it's really nice. And uh, we hope you are well and um, having a good morning or afternoon or evening, wherever time you listen to this podcast <laughs> and where we've uh talking to a new guest we've got another guest for you yep his name is george but he's uh, a caver and a cave diver yeah now george was in the news back recently. in november 2021 yeah because he had a bit of a fall yeah and we thought well a lot of people wanted to know his story and that's all been out there about you know george's trip and his fall and uh, how everybody rallied around. So we thought, well, let's not talk about that. Let's get George on and actually hear about him as a diver. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. So, mm. um, and it is a very interesting list. We listen. kind of mention it, don't we? But mm. you know, yeah. Yeah. We, but he's coming up. To, he's coming up. Uh, there's some sharks in Plymouth. There are. Some, there is. Yeah. So we can talk about that. Uh, Greg Holt and the gang at Scuba Radio hit 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody's bought one of our T-shirts and been proudly wearing it. Yeah, modelling it in sunny Lanzarote. And then we'll get to our guest. Yes. And maybe we'll talk a bit about what we've been up to. What? Mm. So, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, it's been trying to keep up a bit of running here and there and a bit of walking on the beach. And yes, had a Coast Guard shout on Thursday. So, But it didn't involve an actual casualty. It was a boat. A boat? Yeah, so we've had some quite um, severe wind on the East Coast. and um, I don't think we need to know about your flatulence. (laughs) Well, that (laughs) that aside, uh, the boat had, yeah, it um, ended up, it got in the water. So we had to recover it. So with, and some help. uh, We did have some uh, storms here, didn't we? So, So what the boat, the... It was one of the local fishing boats, so it's it's not got any sails or cabin on it. It's just like an open, big wooden right. boat. So, so we just had to overturn it and then um, rig it up to somebody's truck and try and drag it up the beach. So, but yeah, it was quite a and keep an eye on everybody else to make sure right. they weren't washed away. Nets or anything like that. Yeah, there were nets in it as well, and they were all strewn over the beach. So, yeah, yeah, but it all um, safely back up on a higher ground so that was a slightly different call out again yeah oh that's good 
yeah so but, you know, casualties and things yes like that. yeah so I have missed some call outs of not being on call so they have been reasonably busy but yeah I think it we've got schools on holiday in the next week or so so it's likely to get a little bit busier yeah yeah especially as we we move into the more holiday sort mm. of time of the year isn't it and yeah. the weather warms up yes the tourists start sort of flocking to Lowestoft on the east coast yes yeah yeah we've had missing persons another call out and despondent people on the rocks but it's all part of the job yeah where do if anyone who you know is listening to this and they are you know live near the coast um where do they need to go to if they were interested in joining up well in the uk so there are uh, regional coast guard uh, stations around the coastline so it's finding out what your nearest one is most of them have got good facebook pages so they'll advertise on there to make uh, recruitment for volunteers but yeah just give them a a, a yell yes, and see their website yeah website. yeah um because we're we're all volunteers at the end of the day so i think most areas we're a team of 12 now you know there can only be four of us sometimes on call or even less so it's yeah. a, it just depends it is a volunteer basis so and technically you don't have to live right close to the coast do you? no no we've got team members that are inland probably 10 miles right yeah. okay yeah. so it's a yeah but there are other emergency services inland like lowland and highland uh, search teams as well so it doesn't necessarily have to be a coast guard you can get involved in other emergency service uh roles on a volunteer basis mm. good. Uh, good yeah okay. but if anybody's listening out there and you're a coast guard or some kind of volunteer let us know and uh yeah let's bit about yourself. Cool. yeah let us know you're listening that'd be really good yeah uh, one coast guarder to another exactly well search and rescue that's what it is yeah yeah, yeah. awesome okie dokie what well, about you uh, you've been um yeah, a um, bit of success yesterday, which is really good. Uh, really pleased about. So I had my uh, my diving HSE medical uh, medical and fitness test. So I had the, and that was really cool because I've never done the Chester test to music, and one of them was Saturday Night Fever. Now, how cool is that? <laughs> you had a jig about then. That was brilliant. Um, he said to me, "Do do you want do you want just the the beat?" You know where you get the I forget the name of it now, but all you hear is that beep, and the beep gets quicker. So if anyone hasn't don't doesn't know what's involved, so part of the test, and you know they check your blood or not blood, but your urine, and they check your hearing, and they they check. Uh, you do you sight know, tests. Yeah, like everything, everything mm. actually tested. But one of the things is you got to be able to step up, you know, on this box, and the box stands about I don't let's say. 10 inches high 12 inches and the beat gets quicker and you've got yeah. five intervals the beat each time gets quicker and you have to maintain that um without your heart rate getting particularly high okay and you're wearing a like my zone belt or um, some kind of um, heart rate monitor as well and mm. constantly checks and uh, as the beat get quicker you're, you're stepping quicker yeah yeah and, you're uh, and you said well do you want just the beat to step to or would you like music and i was like oh, uh, music please let's do that didn't know i was gonna be dancing and um <laughs> you know so yes uh that was really good sad so got a chance to do a bit of saturday night fever mm, yeah staying and alive 
yeah, past four to 12 months, uh, no restrictions. So there we go. Yeah, that was good. Uh, well done. Yeah. And I'm in the pool uh, on dive master duty on the 11th of April yeah. with some students and Polly from Crystal Sea Scuba, uh, who I'll be dive mastering with. So is um, that doing their skills? Yeah, I think um, I think there's a bit of a mix. So I think there's a group of students coming in and um, Polly be leading it and I'll be assisting. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't done it for, for oh, probably about three years now. Yeah, that be good. Didn't do anything didn't do anything through the lockdowns so uh yeah back to it and then hopefully up at stony wherever or gildy doing dive mastering during the year which would be yeah. good and on your rescue course yeah which is the middle of may yes so that'd uh, be good it's always a good course to do and uh good fun to be a dive master on as well so uh, <laughs> yeah back to it and uh, uh when i'm in, on duty i'll be sharing it as uh, as well yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, so that'll be going out. Um, right, so that's me um, and the usual CrossFit games. I should say, actually, just very quickly before we do move on, I need to say thank you to um, our good friend, Joe Chilvers, who's helped me with Herbal Life and um, with uh, getting my weight down. Yeah, you know, good, we'll good eating. Little, some of us put a little bit of padding on over over the lockdowns, and I'm steadily getting rid of mine. And also to our good friends uh, Phil and M, who are great coaches over at CrossFit Great Yarmouth, so yeah. uh, who always help as well, and uh, everyone who who goes there, always good spirit. So anyway, so that's them. Thanks to them. Uh, let's talk about these sharks that are loose in Plymouth yes they're not actually live sharks they're mechanical sharks I know well I was like sharks left uh loose in Plymouth what's going on yeah so it, it's a um something by Plymouth University they've designed these um mechanisms and they kind of float around the harbour picking up um anything like waste in the water plastic so brilliant idea the aren't they but when you look mm. at them you think they look like suitcases that somebody's kind of dropped in the water yeah they're remote operated and they just collect rubbish that's on the surface of the water um so they're being trialed uh, down in plymouth's cattle water which is a known place for litter to collect yeah um but yeah it's really good to see and hopefully you know that can be upscaled you know for bigger jobs and and, you know, keep our waterways clean and harbors yeah. are notorious for having you know rubbish collecting them and if we have issues with weather that brings in the rubbish as well, well i think it's a brilliant idea you know and it's great that um uh companies like uh babcock are getting involved mm. you know big commercial company are getting involved and help pay for some of the uh, idea of you know these things out there doing and collecting all this rubbish and stuff mm. and that they, you know when you look at them they're, they're big things they are big yeah and it's a good they? thing for public to see as well because it shows and um, gives an awareness to people that there's rubbish in the water and it needs to come yeah. out and don't put could, rubbish in the water well if you could scale that up and then have you know if there's a certain um outbreak of you know you see it don't you at times there'll be like an island of plastic waste yeah. where it all gathers because of the certain tides you could put these into an area for say you know two or three weeks collecting rubbish and things what a great idea yeah. if you, you know then scale it up so yeah it's great yeah. yeah so that's really good to see 
I still think it always brings us back to that same question though when I ever see anything like this um is also what happens to waste afterwards yeah so it's either going to go into landfill or hopefully go into some kind of recycling initiative because the only thing with landfill sometimes is it, it's there's a risk and it's possible that that doesn't then end up again mm-hmm. just back in the water in a year's time yeah you know because wind blows stuff you know it goes across fields and onwards you yeah know? that's right yeah. So, but then you've got companies good. like Fourth Element that are using plastic bottles to yes. put into That's where their the whole process then things. needs to be connected up mm. to other companies who go then, that stuff, that needs to go to that process and then we can use it. Yeah, it's all got some kind of use and some kind of home to go to. to not, go back, not go into landfill. So I think no. otherwise, what's that? All you've actually done is moved it from one site to another. That's all that's happened. Yes. Anyway, that's, you know, it's good. The stuff is happening. Yeah. So, uh, and also, yeah. I know this week there's been a lot about um, beach cleaning as well. So it's been a focus on beach cleaning. The Marine uh, Conservation Society yeah. uh, they shared this week about beach cleaning. They've got a new uh, scheme out as well, haven't they? With some guides to follow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's good. Cool. As the weather gets better in the UK, uh, gets people out the evenings are lighter now as well so there's more opportunity to get active and get on the beach and do a good good deed yeah so look out for them okay that's brilliant that's really good news more good news is somebody's hit 25 somebody's been um celebrating their 25th anniversary yes uh, recently which is really cool they're our friends at scuba radio yeah uh so what we want to say uh happy anniversary to greg holt uh, and um, his team and uh, make who makes Scuba Radio been going 25 years, which is awesome. It's amazing, isn't it? And, isn't it? Uh, yeah, still going strong. And they put out a two-hourly episode every week. I think. Yeah, a bunch of characters, and um, they blow the bubbles. A, well, one of them is actually called Bubble Bubble Boys, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, there's a picture of him on Facebook and uh, celebrating by a picture of Uranus. that's how they rock (laughs) yeah so it's always entertaining listening to them they are so uh, if you haven't listened to scuba radio before you need to go to scubaradio.com and uh, give them a listen as well so uh, they're rather fun and um i think greg has uh been in the radio uh scene for a number of years actually before that so um yeah brilliant and uh, we sometimes go online and say hello don't we yeah yeah thanks happy anniversary yes happy anniversary (laughs) yeah and then we've got one other bit of news um one of our uh listeners brought one of our (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts and it's uh yeah one you designed isn't it yes yeah so he um purchased it and he's been modeling it in lanzarote where he's currently diving with his daughter Yes, it looks very smart, I have to say. Yeah. Not just because I, I was the one who designed that one, but hey, you know, it does yeah, look right smart. It does look good, yeah. So, yeah, so he's uh, messaged us with a bit of information about his diving trip in Lanzarote. Who is, done... who, who is this smart guy? Jonathan Stewart. So, okay. yeah, so, but he and his daughter Poppy have been in Lanzarote this last week with Calypso Diving. And All right, nice one. Poppy, his daughter, has actually done her advanced open water course. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so, and it sounds like it's a really interesting area. There's underwater lava flows uh, with arches and caves. 
and says that Lanzarote is a really interesting area to dive. So sounds, and the visibility has been 10 to 20 meters. Wow. So that's wow. pretty awesome. So, so yeah, we'll give a shout out to Calypso Diving and he's been diving with uh, Peter Monk from Calypso Diving. So. Brilliant. All right, we'll say thank you. Um, so where can you, where, where can our listener go to get a t-shirt like what uh, he's got? Well, it's very simple, www.bigscuba.co.uk and that will go. bring up our uh, t-shirt and hoodie shop. Yeah, we're going to do some new designs as well, aren't we? So, mm. um, uh, so look out for that. We'll be sharing about those, um, and it's really great and amazing, um, you know, to see somebody out with a big scuba t-shirt. Absolutely. So, yep. So look them, look them up, and uh, yeah, if you fancy a new t-shirt or a hoodie, pop the order three. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. All righty. Well, we've got our guest, uh, George. Um, we'll get to him in a moment. So. Like we said, um, we, you know, uh, George has been a long time diver and caver and um, he, I, th I get the impression uh, very well known in the uh, caving world way before, you know, he had his accident. And, um, you know, and it's one of the great things that comes out of this conversation is, you know, how the diving is a diving is a community based mm. sport. Yeah. And, the cave and comes in you know is part of that um and yeah. also he mentions the british caving association at the end and says again that they're all volunteers so it is a volunteer basis yeah yeah they've yeah. obviously put came all together as a community and uh, got yeah. george out all safe and well yeah and he's doing really well he mm -hmm. was swimming the other day wasn't he yeah you know and um we spoke to him not long after um his you know his accident and uh to see him now he looks so much better doesn't he, he? does and he he's got a very well yeah his very positive mindset as well and that yeah. has helped him through his recovery and yeah, yeah will we'll continue as well so but yeah he's yeah. a great little great guy to talk to he is yeah and um so let's sit back let's talk to george okay here we go Okay, george welcome to the big scuba podcast it's you. lovely to have you here so welcome hello so we've got Ian online, I'm online, and we've got George on Zeeb as well. Um, so first of all, how did you get into diving? Um, I, I originally got into diving when I was 18 years old. I was, um, I was bought a tri-dive, a, a dive shop called Andark, um, which is in between Portsmouth and Southampton. I'm sure some of you know it. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was twenty years ago, and it, it was a birthday present. And the very first time my my head went underwater in their swimming pool, um, I just I just thought the whole thing was magic. Took to it like a duck to water, really. Yeah, so it was kind of an instant. Um, I really love this. I want to do it more. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Magic feeling. Oh, I can breathe underwater. That's pretty special. You know, there was there was no, there was no. It, it just felt right, basically. Yeah. Had your parents or any of your family dived before? Uh, no, although my dad did learn. But actually, both of my parents learned to dive and uh, passed Paddy Open Water um, around, around the same time. But my mum didn't end up carrying on with it. Um, my dad did. So my dad was my original dive buddy. Um, oh, cool. On sort of family holidays and stuff. We did a, did a, a fair bit of um, diving uh, together in, in Malta because we went there as a family several times. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Turkey and, and various other places. 
um, sort yeah. of simple single cylinder dives. Good fun. Yeah. And then you just then what uh, carried on with your diving career from there? Um, yeah. So I was, uh, I've, I trained up relatively quickly, you know, within the space of a couple of years or so, as far as rescue diver um, and, you know, both the, both, both the advanced course and the rescue course were both really rewarding experiences. I'd recommend anyone, anyone do after their, um, after their open water, they're well worth it. Um, and I did a, a little bit of UK diving, but you know, I was, I, I didn't drive at the time and it was kind of difficult to get places and it was all a bit of a logistical faff. So I didn't, I didn't get too much done. Um, and then I dived for the first time, not in, not in the UK. And that was a family holiday in Malta and, um, obviously, you know, that was nice and warm with great viz and, 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 and all, all the rest of it, a little bit different to, um, to, to what we often get in the UK. Yeah. And, um, so I kind of decided that that was the way forward, really. I didn't really do much UK diving any, I don't think like throughout my twenties. Um, you know, it, 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 I was in my twenties, so I kind of discovered other things to do and they, they weren't <laughs> particularly compatible with getting out of bed at five or six o'clock in the morning to go diving at a weekend anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, so I was a holiday diver for a long time and it took me until about 2013. So over a decade to, to, to get up to 50 dives. Um, but then we fast forward to 2014 and I was on holiday with uh, my partner, Julie, in uh, Mexico, Riviera Maya area. Um, and I did a couple of couple of really, really beautiful dives in the sea um, and also a couple of um, cenote dives, which are you know so that's that, that's that's what you do when you're in that area of mexico yeah. that's um the the freshwater well actually, actually it's a mix of salt and fresh but it's the local cave diving scene um and these were i wasn't a cave diver at the time i'd never been in a cave in my life um, but these were sort of guided cavern dives with someone who knew what they were doing um and it absolutely blew my mind the the, the place that particularly did it for me was um the pit at dos ojos and um, I came out of that place knowing two things. One was that I wanted to be a cave diver and the other was that I wanted to be a trimix diver um, because I'd been incredibly nuts at 40 metres. Um, We'd pretty much shot straight down to 40 metres from, from the surface, head down, strange environment, you know, all, all the, it was, it was like a tick box exercise of all, all the things that make nitrogen narcosis worse. <laughs> yeah. So by the time I got to, by the time I got to 40 metres, I was mullered. Um, and I, I don't remember part of the dive. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I came out wanting to be a cave diver and wanting to do it properly. <laughs> if that makes sense. Do you remember how you got back? How I got back? What to the surface? Yeah. Yeah, Seems absolutely. Like... Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's part it's part of the descent that I've lost. Like yeah. the sort of second second part of the descent. The I remember the um, the instructor had a twin set on, and I was just kind of staring and zoning out on the back of his twin set and. Yeah. So like two circles in the dark and they gradually just became sort of two eyes in the dark. Yeah, and then I yeah. kind of tripped out for a bit and lost a bit of time. And then it's funny yeah, how that tunnel of, vision comes on. Yeah. 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 It was really odd. I, I sort of came to at 40 meters um, in, in the hydrogen sulfide layer. So, um, you know, mm. like old animal bones sticking out of the ground and sort of like smoky atmosphere. It was really, really, it was, it was like a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's very odd. Yeah. But that was the turning point then. It was, yeah. It was, it was such an incredible, incredibly weird experience, like an exhilarating experience. So, yeah, I just, I just wanted to do it again. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so got, you got back to the UK and 
Um, well, I, yeah, I didn't instantly jump into the caves. Obviously, I mean, uh, at the time, I was a, a single-cylinder recreational paddy diver with um, with with about fifty or sixty or whatever dives under my belt. Um, so I needed to do a bit more. Um, so that, that's exactly what I did. I mean, at the time, I'd, I'd never even used a dive computer before. I'd done everything on tables up to that point. Oh wow! School. <laughs> yeah. Um, which in 2014 probably made me a bit of a rarity, and. Um, I'd also never used a dry suit, which again, for a UK diver, like probably a bit of a, a bit of a rarity, but don't forget, I hadn't really been diving in the UK. I've been avoiding it. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much the first thing I did was a dry suit course. And that probably took me 10 dives after that to, to really start getting to grips with the dry suit. Um, and I spent a year diving quite intensively with um, an outfit called Big Squid, which is based in um, Clapham in South London. Right. Um, did, did lots, lots of diving with them um before then um starting to do a little bit of tech diving um so learn, learn how learn how to use a twin set um at Raysbury dive center oh, yeah. Yeah. um did a couple a couple of tdi courses with those guys um and then i i eventually moved on this is probably about 2017 ish now i would have said um did my normoxic trimix course with um ian france in malta oh yeah um <laughs> yeah and th th that that was an awesome week i really really enjoyed that um i was i was with i was with ian and and some friends so you know it was, it was quite just quite a nice week in its own right but the the course was really really good it, it really did take my my sort of twin set dive into the next level and i came out of it feeling pretty confident and pretty good um he's a wonderful instructor um so yeah, and fairly soon after that, I started. So, so that was kind of one box ticked, right? You know, I said I wanted to be a trimix diver and I wanted to be a cave diver. So I've ticked one box and it's taken several years to get there and quite a lot of effort, but I've done it. So yeah. I then turned my attention to the underground stuff um, and I enlisted the help of um, a guy called Michael Thomas, who is a TDI instructor, but also, um, I, in fact, I think he's been on your podcast with his he son, has. Robert. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he is, he's also um, heavily involved with the CDG and, and the Wessex Cave Club and all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, anyway, to me at the time, he was a TDI dive instructor. That's the, that's, that's the hat that he had on. Mm. And um, the idea was to do some diving in um, some mines in the UK. So there's, there's a, a silica mine in South Wales called Denis. And there's a couple of slate mines in, in, in North Wales and, and a couple of other bits and bobs around the country, which um, have been li lined out. So, you know, sort of prepared and guidelines put in to enable underground diving to happen without too much, without too much effort. Mm. And it's still an effort to get your kit into these places. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I would thoroughly recommend um, learning side mount before going to these places. <laughs> really? <laughs> because, yeah, it's, it's, it's been able to carry one cylinder at a time. <laughs> that is yeah. a heavy old load when you've got two 12 litres on your back yeah true yeah getting a pair of 12s up, up to Demas is interesting I, yeah. I think they've I mean it's perfectly doable enough people have done it but it's hard work yeah I, I've never done it in 12s at the time I, I was doing it in sevens and also I had a pair of eight and a halves it okay. probably weighs about as much as a pair of Faber tens um, and both of certainly the, the the eight and a halves felt heavy um, yeah so yeah and 12s would have been a 300 bar no, not not no, not three hundred bar. No, um, these are two hundred and thirty-two bar Euro cylinders. Oh, okay, right. Um, I've, I've, I bought them as a twin set, um, 
off um, my, my, my friend Leo, who I actually met on, on tech diving day one. We, we learned how to twin set dive together at Rosebury. Yeah. Um, and they made a really, really good twin set. I loved them. Um, but I don't really rate side mounting them. <laughs> and I can, I, can go in, I can go into why a little bit later if you want. But suffice to say, I don't really like the way they trim out. Yeah. Um, and I now use them as a bank in the garage. But at the time, they were away into underground diving. So yeah, well, there is, and um, it's finding the system that works, isn't it? And mm. uh, what makes it. And half the thing is getting the actual kit to the actual waters. You know, can be just as difficult mm. and quite hard work. And um, I know what that's like trying to lug a twin set about. And uh, yeah, you know, on a on a boat myself, I always go for just a single. 15 liter because i'm you know i'm not tech um i'm only going to be at i don't know 20 meters tops probably uh for most of my diving um so i get away with a 15 liter because it's easier absolutely yeah it's it's, all, it's, it's always about tools for the job definitely yeah. about tools for the job if if, if you why take two cylinders when when one will do exactly um, yeah i suppose there, there, there is a redundancy argument there but you know you don't need to turn up with a 12 liter twin set to do a single a single, a single cylinder dive, a, a pair, a pair of sevens, if you really want the redundancy. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to overdo it, and that, that that very much applies underground because you know sometimes get get getting diving equipment to some of the places that I've been is a is hard work. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you did your courses with Michael, and then did I did, prepare? yeah. Yeah, with 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 Michael and Robert. Um, so we did some we, we did some mine diving in South Wales. Mm. um i did so that, that that was two courses um cavern and mine one um i then crossed over to intro to cave which is the same the same level as the mine one but on the cave side um having having seen Porthorogoff and decided that i did want to do some uk cave diving after all Porthorogoff is a is a, is a cave in south wales um so i did that and then i kind of Travelled around the UK in my, in, in, in my spare time, camping in fields and doing various other odd things, just kind of just just diving, really, and, and getting enough experience that I could um, I could then do the full cave course, yeah. um, which was an, another one of those really, really enjoyable courses. I, I did it in uh, south of France with um, Rob Thomas, um, who's Michael's son. So Ro Robert was actually um, a, uh, a student that day, the same as I was albeit being taught by his dad, um, <laughs> which, which, which could be a bit of a double-edged sword. I mean, I, I don't, I actually think Mike was probably harder on him than anybody else because, you know, <laughs> yeah, obviously he, want, he wants to teach him to, 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 to the same good standards yeah. as, as, as everybody else. And there's possibly even a little, a little extra incentive there with it being your family. So, yeah. so yeah, he certainly didn't get off lightly, but, but, but none of us did. He, he thoroughly put us through our paces and, and we did a really, really good week of cave diving um and we passed two courses as part of that week um full cave and stage cave which gives you a third cylinder to go a little bit further with basically mm. and that um, was predominantly just all diving or did it involve actual cave like sort of climbing walls and no that's that was that was all, that was all diving um the, the mm. caving kind of happened in started to happen in parallel with that really so as 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 part of my if, if we go back to my intro to cave course that I did, um, I, I did I did two cave dives in a day um, for that. And that enabled us on, on the second day, rather than doing the diving, because we'd done enough diving, mm. um, 
was to go caving instead. Now, I'd, I'd never really, I'd never been in a cave properly before. Um, so my, Michael and Robert took me um, on, on my first trip in OFD, which you'll probably hear a little bit more about later. <laughs> um, yeah, Ogofinandi in, or Funandi, sorry, in South Wales. And it was a simple trip up the streamway um, to see a couple of uh, a, a couple of stumps that are up at the end of the street there that I have since dived um, hush sump and hip sump. Um, but it was that, again that was a magical experience. It really was um, the Ogofin and D Fun and D <laughs> Streamway is one of the finest in the country. It's it, it's beautiful, clean washed black limestone with sort of lots of white bits criss crisscrossing it. It's really quite striking. Wow. Yeah, um, and having never been in that environment before, you know, it was it, it, it was really quite something. And it's so it's so alive in there as well because it's the it, it, it's the actual sort of live underground river. It's it's not a fossil part of the cave that was mm. that was sort of alive ten thousand years ago and nothing ever happens anymore. This is like the cutting edge part of the cave. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, it's it's just it's just so alive. And as, especially as especially as a diver, you know, you just you, you, you really do get the feeling that there's probably some quite exciting diving to be had at the end of this tunnel, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've, I've, I joined South Wales Caving Club as a provisional member and started doing some caving in parallel with, with, with the diving, with, the, yeah. um, with the, the full intention of sort of combining them. Mm. Right. So if anyone who was thinking about joining, would they follow um, a similar route that you've taken, would you say? Um, there's... There's two different types, I, I would say, of, of, of cave diver in, in the UK. One, one of them is, is, is the, the type of person that's taken a similar route to me. So essentially divers that were looking for a new challenge and, and therefore went cave diving and maybe took up caving as part of that. Mm -hmm. um, there's also there, there, there's another type, um, and that's your sort of CDG, which is the, the, the cave diving group um, type diver. Um, and that's the opposite. That's a caver who has decided that they want to learn to dive so that they right. can push past um, uh, flood, flooded sumps. So, um, you know, parts of the cave where, 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 where the, the roof, the roof dips down and um, the passage become flooded. Um, so, you know, you wouldn't be able to walk through or crawl through it safely. You'd need to yeah. dive through it. Yeah. So, you know, people that have learned to dive so that they can pass those types of obstacles in caves. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've, I kind of strat, straddle that fence now because I've, I do both, both things. I am a qualified diver with the CDG. Um, but yeah, people, people, people from my background, basically, when they approach the CDG, they, they, they need to do a lot of caving because you can already dive. They don't need to teach you to dive. Mm. Yeah. But you need to do a lot of caving and kind of learn about the environment and the specific hazards of of, of uk sump diving which i think things like things like poor viz and and just just general squalidness really <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there are nice yeah. there are there are nice dives to be had in the uk don't get me don't get me wrong that's um, awesome really because in order to get there you quite often have to go through some small squalid stuff but the uk does have a lot to offer with uh different types of diving different caves to and you've mentioned mines as well um slate mines and um you know, there's all there's all these different things that you can do in the UK, which is, you know, really really great. Um, you know, for us, we did the Wookie Wookie Hole experience. Uh, never been in a cave before, 
and you know all right we're divers but had never been in a cave before and that was such a great insight for a day to go and see what it's actually like to you know and they don't give you an easy time of it either you know they like really do knees, we? yeah, yeah there was one bit i thought blimey i've actually got stuck here and <laughs> I had to back up and try again and um you know yeah yeah they put you through your paces and it's no easy you know just a stroll through which i thought was going to you know when they give you your overalls and boots and stuff uh you kind of think well i you know might get a little bit muddy but no you're abseiling and uh getting muddy and getting th- on your hands and knees crawling through some real um some good experience uh well, to give you an on- insight we're climbing a rock face and sort of, yeah. you know, with your carabiner in, thinking, blimey, <laughs> I didn't expect this. So it's, it's, it's good fun, isn't it, Caven? See? Yeah. <laughs> Told you. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you obviously, you need to be pretty fit, I suppose, as well, don't you? Or it might make you fit. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I, I didn't start out fit, um, but I, I, I certainly reached a, a, a decent level level of fitness um and caving is the reason why i was i was doing i was doing other stuff to supplement it so kind of doing doing quite a lot of, of, of bike riding um um alongside the caving specifically to get fit for longer trips because i was i was starting to I, I, i'm talking in the past tense and i'll tell you why in a minute but <laughs> um yeah, it, it, I was I was starting to do some quite long trips. I mean, I did seventeen hours in 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 Ogof Dryland without stopping once. Um, wow! That was that, that was that was on a on a, a photographic trip to um to a, a, a couple of different ends of that cave system. Mm. Um, uh, what else? I spent I spent forty eight hours un, underground with um, Andy Torbert and Chris Jewell um, last April. Yeah. Um, and that, that 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 was that was to mount a um, a, a digging trip, so an, an attempt to extend the known end of the cave in um, in in Darren, which is another massive cave system in in, yeah. in, in South Wales. And we actually we, we camped in there two nights. You know, I didn't I didn't keep going for forty eight hours straight. We camped in there for a couple of nights, yeah. which which actually involved diving all our camping gear into the cave in the first place. So that was quite an interesting one. Yeah, um, is that a bit weird when you just you're in that? F- cave for so long and you're not seeing daylight you're not feeling warmth you're uh, it's a constant damp atmosphere as well you know we've you know we know chris and andy they've both been on on the uh big scuba before and i know chris uh, and they both for them both into fitness as well mm. so how do you deal with being in the in that environment for so long how do you deal with that um, well, I'm I'm fairly comfortable in in the cave environment, so it, it it didn't really feel like dealing with it as it didn't really feel like it needed dealing with. <laughs> I no. guess I've, I've I've done I've done enough enough caving that I'm fairly comfortable in caves. Okay. Um, what what was new to me was sleeping in a cave, so I, I'd never done that before. Um, but I I did I did have a sleeping bag, and um, in 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 Darren there is kind of an established area. Well, there's actually two established areas um, that, that, that that's several hours apart, um, sort of campsites. Um, the closest one to the entrance, which would still take you about five hours to get to, um, or or it's or, or it's a half hour dive. <laughs> so you could you can see why people dive in now, especially if you've got a lot of kit. Wow. Five hours of caving with lots of kit, or half wow. hour dive. That's yeah. amazing. I, I know which. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's like a almost like cheating. <laughs> um, 
but yeah so that's 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 hard rock cafe um and then the the other one which is a good name isn't it and brilliant the other one is um the restaurant at the end of the universe which is several hours further into the cave which i i personally haven't been to yet do you um, like is there like a, a secret code of like you leave a message for the people who might come behind you or you know do you leave like a, a supplies or a supply like a tin of baked beans or something like that well, but people people do stuff like that yeah um but it it it, it, it tends to result in just stuff piling up in there to be honest so it's, yeah. it's it's kind of discouraged because whilst you think oh we'll leave that for somebody else partly because I can't be bothered to take it out and it might partly, sit there and partly because it might be useful for them but yeah. no one's really looking for that when they come in because everyone no one's going to rely on someone else having left stuff there yeah. so they bring their own stuff so the stuff that's left just tends to pile up and then event- eventually it, it needs to be removed because you know we don't yeah. we don't let the place get too untidy because we don't want oh, to destroy good. the cave but but yeah, so it's it's kind of discouraged. But but yeah, in in my sort of naivety, I did. I, I can't remember what I left. I think it was a few cup of soups. <laughs> but I now I now understand that realistically, that's probably just going to end up becoming rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to think. Yeah, this is all underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Hard Rock is 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 a relatively comfortable place to be. Um, uh sleeping it's, it's not the ideal place to sleep a cave you do you do kind of wake up every couple of hours with a dead arm and have to move um but you know other than that there's there's knives and forks and, and and bits and pieces in there you take your own your own gas and camping stove and food in and you know you can you, you can you can make dinner it's about probably an, an hour round trip from hard rock to go to go and get water from from from, from the best place you know where you can you can guarantee that it's, it's sort of clean water that's coming in um for, for, from an, for, from an inlet in the roof um so yeah you know you can there's 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 even a camp toilet which isn't an actual toilet it's kind of a it's um hole in the ground well yeah but, but more, of, more of a hole in the wall really but yeah yeah <laughs> it's a it's it's, it's a, hole, a hole in the wall that a stream is disappearing into um <laughs> and things not to ask too much about yeah don't ask too many questions just kind of crack on um <laughs> And definitely try not to think too much about it when you're diving out, because <laughs> because we we think we know where that water goes. Oh, <laughs> and it's it's in it's into it's into the into the, the the sump that leads you from from hard rock to back to the outside world again. So nice, <laughs> yeah. Nice caving. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, but it's a uh, you know great to share that you know with people as well. To, yeah, people like Chris Jordan and Andy Torbett. That must have been amazing. Quite a good laugh, I should think. It was yeah. it was good fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, really good. So obviously, we'll just touch on um, last November. You obviously were. Were you diving and caving, or just dry caving? Um, I, I was just dry caving. Um, this this was this was bonfire night last year. Well, actually, it was the sixth of November last year. Um, and yeah, I was. It was it was kind of a routine caving trip that 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 went wrong. Um, kind of a, a bit of a freak accident, really. So I was without without going too far into details because it's all been. Um, if if you if you if you Google my name and cave accident, you'll find plenty in in the papers and it's been it's on all TV and all sorts. Yeah, the information's out there. But um, yeah, essentially, long story short, um, I trod on a piece of floor and the piece of floor disappeared from underneath me and I fell about the height of a house um, onto a, a, a rock and mud floor and broke, 
uh, broke my leg, my wrist, uh, three ribs, dislocated a collarbone, um, smashed my jaw to bits and lost some teeth. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's about it. There, there were some internal injuries as well. Yeah. So how um, are you now? I see you, are you, you've got your wrist support on. Yeah, still got a wrist cast on. That's that's coming off in 12 days and I really am counting them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Big time, yeah. yeah. Near the end. Yeah, yeah, getting there slowly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've done a lot of physio. I, I was in hospital for two weeks. Yeah. Um, I was off work for a month. Um, I do now work again, but I, but I am working from home because I still, I still can't drive. Um, that's partly because my arms in the in in, in the yeah. cast. Yeah. <clears throat> or my wrist, sorry, is in the cast. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 slow. You can't you can't rush these things at all. Um, yeah. I have definitely made progress, and. Yeah. Um, you know, I can walk about a mile and a half at the moment, which is which is pretty good as long as the ground is flat because my ankle doesn't particularly like camber. Right. Um, yeah, but that will come in time, won't it? I'm working on that, yeah. and and yeah, like you, you can't rush it. You can only work on it a little bit and just kind of yeah. wait for it to to yeah. sort itself out. Um, there's there's been a, there's been a lot of physio, you know, lots lots of problems with sort of muscles and and things that are attached to bones that that that, 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 that were broken, and it's it's all a bit of a work in progress. But when I look at where I was at. You know, mm-hmm. a, f- a few months ago to now it really is like chalk and cheese yeah um, yeah and that's so, the yeah. amazing thing about the body you know it will recover and you know you're here to tell the tale as well exactly yeah that's exactly that yeah. yeah 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 totally i mean i would i would just like to stress as well that you know this 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 really was a freak accident mm. 110 percent freak accident there's no I've, I've i've got no idea how many people trod on that piece of floor before i did but it was it was a lot over a lot of years yeah. and you know you've you've statistically as long as as long as you know what you're doing um the safety record for cavers is is really really good it's a very safe sport it's not an adrenaline sport it's it's kind of all all, all of, it's the opposite really it's like diving it's 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 all about um sort of mitigating the risks of things going wrong and doing stuff in a sort in a really safe way because at the yeah. end of the day you are in a in an environment that you're not necessarily supposed to be in which is yeah. the same as water yeah. right so you know it's, it's it's all the same sort of mindset is there um any understanding of what caused it or what what may have caused the floor to give away like that um it was a like heavy rain and the water got weakened it or something or? well my, my my friend my friend mark berkey who, who who walked over it just before i did is is um his nickname's chunky for a reason so i kind of blamed it on him <laughs> Fair enough um no no in, 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 fault, in, then. <laughs> in, he, he did he did he did then redeem himself by by um by by climbing down to me checking me out and then running out to raise the alarm and, and yeah. you know so yeah. so i kind of let him off in the end but no it was it was nothing nothing to do with anything like that it was it was no no one really knows it, um, it's just well, it let's was, talk it was about going to go the... at some point and it went at a really, really bad time. But, you know, like, like I was going to say, statistically, you've got more chance of having a problem on the, on the motorway on the way on the way to a cave than you have of coming across yeah. a cave. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. really is, you know. It's putting it in yeah, perspective, it is. isn't it? It's just... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And... We, we, we calculate the risks and uh, every time we put a, a dry suit on and yeah. uh, a wetsuit and we jump in, there's always a risk. There's a risk crossing the road and things like that. There's a calculated yeah. risk. And there was always always a residual risk in, in, in pretty much everything. But, like but, you know, the great thing about all this is the good, you know, is the, uh, the community got behind you to get you out. Uh, you know, there's a, a quick reaction 
And, you know, you had at one stage, it's like 300 people got involved to, you know, get involved to help you out. And what, that is a true amazing thing of the, not just the, the diving community, but of the caving community uh, can do that. The rescue effort was 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 nothing short of incredible. Yeah, um, I was I was I was lucky lucky that the cave that this happened to be in was ha happened to be right underneath the, the headquarters of um, of <laughs> South and Midwell's cave rescue team. So um so yeah, that was kind of lucky in the you know one, once Mark was out of the cave, he only had to stumble um, like a, a, a minute or so over to the caving club to raise the alarm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, South and Midwell's cave, cave rescue team was was whilst whilst they led the rescue because it, it it was on their patch. Um, are only part of the story. There were nine or ten um, rescue teams from around the country involved in this. They came mm. from everywhere from from, from Mendips, um, Forest Dean, Essex. I don't even know why there's a cave rescue team in Essex because there's no <laughs> caves. But you know, the Essex. There you go. Um, Peak District. A bit like two, the Highland from Yorkshire. You know, in Norfolk, we have a Highland rescue team. Do you really? In Norfolk. <laughs> that's ridiculous. part of the UK. Yeah, yes. that's, that's, yeah I don't understand that at all. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good, you know, and uh, it's uh, amazing yeah. that, you know, so many people wanted to get involved and give up their time to get make sure you get out. And, you know, everybody worked well together as a team. To, and so you did get out. Yeah, it was it was it was it was, it was amazing. Um, there were, as as you said, there were about three hundred people involved, about 240, 250 of which went underground, and the rest of them yeah. were you know on the surface doing things or in 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 the caving club, sort of in 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 the control room, or even even just cooking for all these people and keeping them going. Um, you know, there was yeah, a lot of people doing a lot of things basically. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of, I've kind of forget, forgot where I'm going with this. Was there a question that led to this or not? Well, <laughs> just to say what an amazing, you know, it brings a community like of divers, cavers together to pull their specialities all together to, you know, extract yeah. you out of the caves. And it just, you know, is it's such a positive thing. It's a, it comes out of that. Yeah, it was, and I mean that, that's that's the that's that's the good news story in in, in all of this, mm. and I think I think that's that's why papers have wanted to write about it, and TVs have, have wanted to to talk about it, and all the rest of it is because you know what this story is is about really is three hundred people coming to coming together to do something amazing, and yeah. that is you know you, you don't you don't you don't get to hear a lot of that type of stuff at the moment. It's all doom and gloom, and this is broken and exactly. that's broken and. You know, this 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 is the opposite of that. This is the type of thing that that that, that people need to hear about because yeah. it, it actually restores a bit of faith in in in, in sort of humanity yeah. and the world when you hear about things like this. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And also maybe brings out the knowledge to people that are not aware that people dive in caves or they just dry cave, and you know. And it's all on our doorstep in the UK as well as, you know, there are. Yeah, there's, there's, pl there's plenty of it. Yeah, there's 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 four, there's four main regions. There's the Yorkshire Dales and there's the Peak Districts. There's the Mendips and um, there's South, South Wales. Um, and there's 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 also there's also some in the Forest of Dean as well, which is, you know, kind of right next door to South Wales, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's you know, there's there's some in the north, there's some in the south. Everyone can probably get get to their local caving region if they. If, if 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 they want to, I mean, I, I used to do it from London. I've only lived in Bristol for for three years, and I've been caving longer than that. 
Mm. Um, previously, that I lived in South London. I used to I used to drive over to South Wales from 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 there. It takes a little while, but you know, if you want if you want to do it, it's there. Yeah. 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 And hopefully, you know, people that saw your amazing story might have inspired them to think about, oh, well, I want to try a cave diving. And- yeah. In a, in a funny kind of way, I think it, I think it will have done <laughs> because, you know, on, on the fa- on the face of it, you think, mm, is that going to have a positive effect or a negative effect? But actually, um, the uh, the um, bonfire night that they have up at, up at South Wales Caving Club, um, and so every year on bonfire night they have or try to have if the weather allows um, fireworks mm-hmm. and also that weekend is always um, one of their two because there's another one in the summer provisionals weekends where um, people basically come to try caving for the first time um, and it's, it's all kind of geared around new cavers yeah um, and apparently because you know, I've, I, I had my accident on on the on the Saturday, and that kind of mullered the rest of the weekend. You know, no one was no, no one was allowed to go in OFD and just cave. It was kind of all about this this rescue. Yeah. Um, and apparently, more people signed up um, for provisional memberships of the caving club after that weekend oh, this brilliant. year um, or, or, or last year than ever before. Yeah, that says it all, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Strange facts, but but true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think people do accept that, you know, if you want to do anything exciting, if you want to do anything fun, you know, you ha- there is a, a risk, you know, yeah. and you accept the risks. Um, you know, you do as much as what you can to avoid those things, but to be prepared for those risks. Otherwise, what, what do you do? You just sit on your sofa and you watch everyone well, else exactly that. do this you'd, exciting thing. So You'd never leave the house, would you? You wouldn't. Oh. No, you've got to get out there definitely and uh that's great that it's had that effect um and got more people actually into caving and uh you know wanting to know more about it Mm. yeah just on your diving site so you obviously dived abroad and did like cenotes but have you ever thought that you might want to move into wreck diving or try something different or is your heart in teaching uh well um as I'll, I'll do I'll do the wreck diving thing first because that's easy. Um, I, I have done a fair bit of wreck diving. So when when I did um, when I well just, just previously to the mines and the caves. So um, you know I did I did my sort of single cylinder diving and that 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 was all in the sea places like um, I don't know Portland and Dorset coast and yeah. and, and and areas like that um, yeah. in the channel basically like all up and down the channel, um, and also also a bit in Cornwall. Um, and then as, as, I, as I moved into tech, I did I did start going out sort of boat diving mid channel and, and doing doing deeper and deeper wrecks out there. Yeah. Um, so I've done a fair bit of that. And I've, I've also done done some pretty good wreck diving in Malta. Um, there's some, some some amazing wrecks over there down to down to sort of 70 meters or so. Um, so some some some, fair, some fairly deep stuff. I mean, there, mm. there is deeper, but that's that that's sort of the, the biggest dives that I've done. Um, which you know you, you spend you spend sort of 20 30 minutes on the on the bottom and and it takes you it takes you an hour to get back to the surface because of the yeah. deco so with the the, the the thing with depth depth is it's it's all it's all very exciting to start with but then you, you reach a you reach a certain point when you think Do you know what diminishing returns here like i think for for a for a hundred meter open circuit dive you spend five minutes on the bottom and you spend an hour and a half getting back or something yeah and yeah <laughs> all starts getting a, a bit silly, doesn't it yeah. it's all right if, it's all right if there's a point but but yeah depth for the sake of depth i kind of i, I grew out of that once i did the normoxic trimix because i kind of realized that that was as deep as i wanted to go on open circuit 
Um, I do I do now have a JJ rebreather, but I'm 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 only mod one at that, so it's kind of early days. Yeah. I think I I will eventually I will take that deeper, so I probably will go to you know deeper than seventy meters on that one day. I would I would like to do the mod three course, even if it's just for the experience. Yeah. Well, it's all about experience and skill levels, isn't it? So if you're yeah. that way inclined to keep pursuing, keep learning, you know, ticking boxes off to you know it all adds into your you know experience doesn't it and you can bring that into other areas if you die yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i mean yeah you, you don't you don't you don't you don't have to then sort of start diving to 100 meters plus on on on, on every single dive those all, all those yeah. skills become very transferable like the um the open circuit trimix where you've got two cylinders on on your back and you've got two um stage cylinders to handle um that then becomes quite handy for extended extended cave diving where you might not be terribly deep at all but you might be going a long way so you yeah. might need, need need a lot of gas for that reason it's sort of you know it opens up opens up quite a lot of doors in in if you can handle four cylinders inside now hmm. um yeah yeah no that's really good what about teaching have you got into that have you thought about getting into that side of things i have but i don't want to <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess is, is, the, is the simplest way of putting yeah. it and the, the reason for that is that pr previously to doing all the, the diving and, 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 and caving and stuff I was I was involved in music um, drum and bass specifically okay. and I, I, I DJed for a long time and I produced for, for, for quite a while and 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 well I mean I, I still have my own record label but you know the the, 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 hey, the heyday of the record label we were putting out a release a month of, of various artists music and it was taking up really a lot a lot of time and a lot of effort yeah. and it was it was cool for a few years it was but eventually um it kind of burned me out because it was like having two jobs so i had my my job that i was earning money from and then i had this other thing that ate up all my spare time and then i had to sleep sometimes and Sounds that was familiar, jam <laughs> But the, the the thing with it was that I was I, I was running around after everybody else's music and I, I I kind of ended up with nothing left in the tank for my own and eventually it burnt me out and and yeah. the the diving in part was 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 an escape from that so the music was an escape and then it stopped being an escape and then I needed an escape from the escape yeah <laughs> and I ended up I, I ended up getting big into diving now I wouldn't want to make that mistake again with the diving, so I wouldn't I wouldn't want to make it yeah, too quirky, and I wouldn't want to make it too much about other people. So I'm a little bit um, a little bit selfish in that regard with it, I guess. But we all we all need yeah that definitely. escape, and I, I I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to spoil it by uh, by yeah if I ain't broke don't fix it. No, <laughs> so no, I'll carry on doing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you've got to be happy and know that you know what you're doing is making you happy and you're not doing it for other reasons no i mean so some some people get some people get get a lot out of teaching and, and, and that's fine and it's not like i haven't ever taught anybody anything you know people people do ask me stuff and i do help people out and i do i do transfer knowledge you know i've i've it's just just as people that are more experienced than me have transferred their knowledge to me so yeah i've whilst i don't think i'll ever do it in a formal teaching session um you know, I am still kind of in, in, involved in that, that 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 big machine that passes knowledge from 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 old to young. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Yeah. Less of the old. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you specifically, Gemma. <laughs> no, I was talking about you. I'm, I'm, I'm older than I look. I'm I'm forty next year. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> that's not old. I'm I'm thirty soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, that's it. Yeah, well, that just shows this. Yeah, all these things happen for a reason and positive stuff comes out of yeah, all of our experiences, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then. All right. Well, we'll, um, we've got questions we always ask our guests. Um, so, one of the, the first one is, if you uh, could take three people diving, so you could take them cave diving or out in the big ocean, who would you take and why? They don't have to be divers. It's just the principle of taking people to experience the underwater world. That's actually a really difficult question. Uh, three as well, not just one. Oh, yes. so, we like to test our guests. So I guess I guess one, one of them would probably be... One of them would be a drum and bass artist known as known as Raiden, um, who was kind of a, a bit a bit of a, a bit of a hero of mine in in the early days, and I, I did eventually sort of get get to meet him and, and work with him, and, and we actually became quite good mates. Um, and I don't know, he, he's he's a he's a very very talented musician, and he's very just generally quite artistic, and he's 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 talked to me. I've talked to him a lot about about diving and, and, and bits and bobs, but he doesn't he do, he doesn't get it get it. But he kind of always draws parallels with with with, with, with stuff that he's done, and they they they're usually quite sort of astute, spot on sort of parallels that he draws. And I, I'd quite like to be able to take him underwater and just kind of show him and go, see, see what I mean. Yeah. So I see um, DJ Raiden. Um, yeah, but not not DJ, just Raiden. Just right. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's 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 currently calling himself um, Kamikaze Space Program, which is an awesome name. Um, he's, he's he's quite big in sort of techno and bass music, and that um, lives over in Berlin now. So yeah, him. Um, who else? Um, my 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 closest friend, um, Steve Hatfield. Um, for for. For similar reasons, really, I guess um, I've I've always wanted to, to to show him what it's about because he's 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 never got it. He's never he's never got the caving and he's never got the diving and he's he, he he's kind of one of these. Well, there's 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 a lot of people that have never tried it, so there's there's a lot of people that don't get it, and he's kind yeah. of one of them. Um, almost yeah. yeah. So it would be nice to be able to make him understand. Um, and I'll go. I'll go a little bit crazier with the last one and say Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest, you're not the first to say they want to take Freddie Mercury. Somebody else mentioned him, didn't they? Is that right? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Elton John as well mentioned, haven't we? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. No. Just be, just just because I've always wanted to meet Freddie Mercury, basically, and <laughs> you know, be awesome. Yeah. Go for a dive, why not? It's a good way as any of meeting and meeting somebody, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Really good question. Yeah. Really good answers. Yeah. Okay. Second question for you. So uh we like to give our listener a bit of a nugget and we ask our guests, you know, if they've got some kind of nugget, maybe from life, maybe from diving, maybe from caving, uh, that you can share that they somebody can take away from this episode of a nugget of what we call it of life nugget of life yeah yeah a nugget of life yeah <laughs> a top tip if you like 
Or can we come back to that one? You can. <laughs> but the, next question, the next question is also a little bit deep as well. <laughs> so if you could have like a billboard, uh, yeah. the whole world could see it. So, and on there, you could put a statement, a picture, a video, just to get a message out to the entire world. What would you put on your billboard? I would probably say never say never for the billboard um, mm. because I, I, I never, I never expected to be doing any of this at all. Um, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought I was, I was going to be in music for life and that was kind of the end of it. Um, and then I started diving and I, 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 I never, I never thought that I was going to end up underground. And then when I was doing the mines, it was all supposed to be, um, a, a training ground so that I could, um, sort of develop the skills that I needed to dive pretty caves abroad. I never intended to end up to end, to end up in, in UK caves, but I did end up in UK caves and I ended up in the CDG and I ended up actually caving as well for fun, not even, not even diving anymore. And I, I, I remember one, one day I was on a trip, funnily enough, with Michael Thomas and Robert um, and a few other members of the Wessex in OFD. Um, and we did, we did a, a pull through trip um, down, down a thing called the Nave um, to the Streamway um, up to a place called Top Waterfall and then came back by a Maypole Inlet. It's a really, really good trip. Um, but I remember sitting at the top of the nave and I, I, I'd, I'd only just at the time learned how to do the vertical rope stuff, the SRT, single rope technique, which is a bit like, well, it's very much like what um, um, rope access technicians, so people that dangle off the side of buildings and that for a living, okay. what, they, what, what they use, except we have less redundant equipment. We have literally like one rope on one set of equipment and, and the, um, the, 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 the guys that dangle off buildings for a living, they have, they have two sets of equipment. Mm. um and yeah i just I, i'd only just learned how to do that stuff and i remember i remember sit, sit, sitting at the top sitting at the top of the nave slightly slightly nervous as i'm putting my putting my kit onto this rope to abseil down into this big black hole and i looked down there and i thought how on earth did, did scuba diving turn into this <laughs> just at that left, moment like, turn right what am i doing <laughs> And it didn't last long, and it was it was it was a magic trip. It, it, it was it was awesome. But yeah, just 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 for that just for that sort of five ten seconds, I was staring down this hole, going, "How on earth did I end up here?" George, we say this loads, you know, on the podcast. And again, this is another example that once you learn to dive, you never know where it's going to take you. Absolutely. And, so, you know, so so never say never. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. That's yeah. Great example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, if somebody's thinking about scuba diving, just try it. It's yeah. A, yeah, you can't, oh, can't say, you know, that you haven't done it. Because you don't know where you're going to be in years to come. You know, you'll be getting anything, doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, nugget time. Nugget time. <laughs> come on. So we need your nugget for somebody to, who's listening. What little nugget have you got that somebody can take away from this? Well, a, a, a fairly a fairly salient one for me at the moment, I guess, is would 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 be about would be about healing and yeah. sort of you know ne never 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 giving up um, would 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 be one thing. In fact, That's you brilliant. know what? If you if you want a nugget, if you actually want it in nugget form, let's say something along the lines of never underestimate never underestimate the power of positive thinking, because all the all all, all the way through that 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 
rescue where, where, where I was I was slowly extracted from from the cave where I had my accident and all the way through my um, my recovery to date I've been as positive as I possibly can be and I really really do believe it made it, it made, made a difference mm. um, I think if I hadn't have believed that I that, that I could survive it I wouldn't have um, and I think that if I didn't believe that I could get through this thing and eventually um you know get all my all, all, my, all my movement back and, and and basically make a full recovery yeah and i don't believe that i would but because yeah. i believe that i can i think i will yeah yeah awesome really really good yeah and you can't beat that positive no. thinking yeah it means mm. everything so no really really good george yeah. yeah and you're looking great george so you know carry on doing that and um you know, we wish you uh, great, you know, health and uh, recovery with that. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it'll be good to watch your progress and get get to see you back in the caves and the underwater. Yeah, it'll be good to get back into them. I'm 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 really looking forward to starting diving again. I don't know exactly when it's going to be. I mean, you know, twelve days till this wrist cast comes off, and then I guess I'll go and jump in a swimming pool, probably the shallow end first, and 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 sort of see where I'm at. But yeah, you know, I really can't wait to get back in the water. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's small, small steps, isn't it? But you, you're on the, the positive rate. And that's, yeah. yeah, definitely. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a low impact thing. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like caving or running or, or, or mm. something like that, where, you know, it's, it's, scuba diving is quite a low impact thing to do. So I should be able to get back to it, you know, reasonably yeah. swiftly. Yeah, 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 definitely. So if people want to maybe know more about caving or sort of going down the route that you did, where would you advise them to go? What would be the first points of call to sort of get some more information or websites to go to or people to contact? Um, well, I mean, there's 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 the the BCA in this country, the the the, the British Caving Association would, would would probably be a good place to start. Um, I mean, I, I was I was already kind of I, I was I was introduced it because I already knew a couple of cavers, mm-hmm. which I mean, not 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 everyone in, in that position, so. If I wasn't in that position, I guess I would. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably look, look. I'd recommend looking at BCA and also, you know, whatever you. If you do live in a caving area, you'll probably have a local caving club. Yeah. yeah. So you know, to be honest, any of them will help you. You know, if if you if you if you just find a caving club, any caving club online, and contact them, they will help you start caving. Yeah. Um, Contact you can contact me if you like through um through 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 the guys at the at the big scuba podcast. I'm quite happy to help people. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, yeah, like, like like I said, South Wales Caving Club. Um, they they have a provisionals weekend twice a year. So I think I think one's June and the other's very definitely around bonfire night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which is specifically geared around people starting caving. So you know you can you can get hold of them any time of year and essentially book in for the next provisionals weekend. Yeah, it's a bit of a taster. Into the, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's great. So, yeah, yeah so if anybody wants to find out the information, they can email us and then we can pass on their questions to you. Yeah. Absolutely, no yeah. problem. Yeah, great. Well, thanks for joining us, George. That's been yeah, it's been brilliant, George. Thank you. Yeah, really inspiring. So. Thank you very much. Can I just add one thing as well, um, which is uh, that all of the um, all, all of the cave rescue teams in, in the UK are, um, are, are are completely volunteer led. So that there's no there's no there's there's no, no no government money and there's no sort of government facilities or set up or anything. It's completely volunteer led. So um, 
yeah, just 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 kind of put putting that out there, really. Um, whether, yeah. whether that whether that results in sort of donations or just or just people knowing a little bit more about how how Cave Rescue works, you know, go and go go and go and check them. Well, out. we'll share their website um, and yeah, uh, put do. that out there with the in the show notes. So if anyone wants to do go there, have a look, and uh, even for the price of a cup of coffee, give them a donation. You know, it goes to a yeah. great cause and you know um, helps them keep going as well, doesn't it? So uh, exactly, yeah. exactly that. Yeah, well done yeah. for mentioning them. Great. All right then, George. Well, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been really nice chatting to you. Yeah. And we'll watch your progress of recovery and yeah, look forward to your new adventures when they happen. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much for the time on the Big Scuba podcast. No problem. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that as much as what we did. And uh, that was really good talking to George. And we want to say thank you to George for coming on and uh you know sparing us a bit of his time yeah it was lovely to see him it was and good to see him doing so well so uh keep it up george keep up with swimming and uh getting back to uh dive and cave fitness yeah absolutely yeah i hope you all enjoyed that and uh i know you've all i when you often see george sharing like on facebook whatever he's always getting cheeky comments and but i know you're all behind him and willing him on back to fitness so uh, and also as you did say at the end if you've got any questions for him put them our way and we'll pass them on to george yeah so let's have your questions come on you know all them things that you've always been scared to ask him now you can so uh Let's put him to the test, all right? That'd yeah, and keep an eye on our Instagram stories and Facebook stories um, where you can interact with us as well. Yeah, well, there we go. So uh, thank you for that. Okay, uh, that was this week. Coming out on the next one, we've got another great guest for you, uh, a lady this time. Yes, yeah, she's from Northern Ireland and her yep. name's Ethan Gillespie-Mules. Yes, and um, I knew I'd get her name wrong on that one. <laughs> doesn't quite look how it, uh, it doesn't. written. <laughs> yeah. But you have to right. pronounce it. So it's E Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. So she um, spent a lot of time abroad, um, particularly in the Philippines, paddy instructor. Yeah. And very much into marine biology, conservation, and connecting with like minded people. Yeah. Very- and, you know, and uh, her positivity comes through. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Really um, so enthusiastic about everything to do with the ocean. Yeah. And so if you want a good time conversation with lots of positivity, better download this next episode. Yeah. So that's Ethan Gillespie Mules. Yeah. So uh, that'd be brilliant. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for downloading this. It's always good to know you here. Don't forget to you can always send us a message. It's always really good to hear from our listener mm-hmm. and uh, let us know where you're diving and what you're up to. Um, yes. If you're diving somewhere where there's, don't have to be in the UK, you know, we've got listeners all around the world. Uh, so, but let us know where you're diving. It's always good to hear and we'll give you a shout out. Um, these episodes are free, you know, so it doesn't cost anything to send us a quick message. So yeah. Or- there. If you've got any bits of news about the diving watery world, then send it our way and we can use it on another podcast. Yeah. Or if you've got your fitness uh, HSE medical this week or coming up, let us know how you're getting on with it. How are you preparing for dive fitness? Let us know. Yeah. Brilliant. So I think that's everything. And we'll see everybody on the next one. So thank you for downloading and uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon. That was the big scuba.
Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba Podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.